Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, everybody. This is Adam from the podcast Filthy Casuals that you're about to listen to. But I'm going to spend a couple of seconds here telling you that real life comedy is allegedly back. And Tommy, Ben and myself will be performing that very art form at upcoming festivals around the country. Uh, Tommy will be doing his show Turtle Island, which is about a really crazy story that happened to him. He, he got served food on an airplane once and he has a lot of thoughts about it. Now, it's more interesting than that. That'll be in Adelaide, Perth and Melbourne. There are links to get tickets in the podcast description. And then me and Ben are in Chimp Cop uh, presents Imposter Syndrome, which is like a funny play set in space. Uh, it's going to be pretty cool, and you'd be pretty cool too if you want to get tickets to any of those shows. Our one's only happening in Melbourne, Chimp Cop, uh, and Tommy's in again in Adelaide, Perth, and Melbourne in February, March, and uh, April. So have a look in the podcast description for more detailed links. Uh, but in the meantime, have a listen to this podcast. It is called Filthy Casuals. We used an fMRI to look into a child's brain on Fortnite to find out what may make it so tough to stop. Good morning, video games. Welcome to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable boys. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasselow and joining me as always... It's Ben Vanell here, Tommy. Thanks for welcoming me to Filthy Casuals once again. Rounding out the trio, joining us on a webcam... A true pleasure to be here, back on Filthy Casuals. Thanks for having me back. I'm, I'm, I guess my last guest spot here went well enough that you invited me back, and I, boy, do I appreciate it. It's nice to be uh, in the house. Act- unfortunately, um, we have staff shortages due to COVID, so you're actually the only option we had. Oh, uh, no. Well. We put, the, we put the call out on our socials that we are... Uh, we need someone for a rock star podcast co-host shift. Um, <laughs> we needed a digital ninja to come in. And <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, I respect myself just little enough that I will reply to that. I'm desperate enough that, uh, yeah, I absolutely can be a gun podcaster. Of course, mm-hmm. the uh, the training is unpaid. So, uh, naturally, you know, this is yeah, yeah. Of course, glad that we're on yeah. the same page. No, yeah, um, public holidays for uh, no extra pay, mm-hmm. and uh, in the case of the one coming up, you have to greet all our customers by saying Happy Australia Day, a holiday that I love and endorse <laughs> and uh, celebrate with full vim and vigor every mm. year. And mm. I take um, to heart that you know th- w- what you told me before. It really makes a lot of sense that uh, you know. <laughs> I, I complained that I thought two dollars was below minimum wage, and mm-hmm. you said minimum wage would be one cent cunt. That would be the minimum, <laughs> wouldn't it? Get yeah. back to work. Yeah. So I really, I'm taking that advice on board, and I'm trying to grow. I mean, I hope you know, with our treatment of of our employees, Tommy, we don't uh, end up getting some of our data leaked. That would be bad. <laughs> Imagine the if, ultimate, <laughs> the ultimate payback. <laughs> Imagine if, like, a whole episode. 
from start to finish was leaked onto the internet about a month before it was meant to come out. That would really fuck us. Hey, r slash anti-work. I leaked Horizon <laughs> because my bosses are dicks. Is that what happened? Did someone leak it no, that way? No, no, no. I actually have no idea uh, how it was leaked. I think that some like speculation that it was just like on a computer that was then... Hacked? Whoa, 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 whoa. Like a whoa. Russian build of it or something? I'm pretty sure Horizon's been That's their first, that's their first mistake. Yeah, that's their first mistake is making I, it on a computer. They should do it on an abacus. <laughs> I think, yeah, the thing I saw is that someone had a, a hack PS4 and this used to be easier back yes. in the day that there are servers that you can connect to if you've got like a dev unit. So they had like a development mm-hmm. PS4, I think. Yes. And there are yeah. sort of, it's for like QA testing and stuff. There are servers you can access to uh, you know, download the latest pushes of games and th- things like that. People did this a lot more back in like the 360 days when consoles were a little, you know, first online. Those things were a bit more open. So mm. something like this, I don't think has happened in a long time. And it's pretty fucking crazy that yeah, all of Horizon Forbidden West or mm. like a build of it. Yes. Uh, yeah. is now kind of out there. It's missing some art assets and stuff like that. It's not like the gone gold version of the game, mm. but people yep. have access to content-wise what is basically the full game. Well, yes. I bit, yeah, I'm looking forward to this game and I, I found the build of it online and um, it's it's kind of, it's not the way to play it. Like there's, you keep seeing someone kind of standing up in the screen in front of you and uh, it's very shaky, it's very blurry. Oh, there's um, like Chinese ads that come in every now and again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. On the mm-hmm. box it says Horizon Forbidden West, but then it's a photo of Ari Gold from Entourage. Um, yeah, subtitles <laughs> hard-coded in. Yeah, Korean hard-coded <laughs> subtitles, my favourite. Yeah, there's like a Bitcoin miner in there. <laughs> a Bitcoin miner is what uh, people are trying to buy with all that Bitcoin. <laughs> That's why they nice. initially invented it. I, re- um, I reckon uh, if they remade Richie Rich, he'd probably be a Bitcoin miner. <laughs> yeah, he would. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be on a whiteboard somewhere, surely to God. Yeah. Someone's 80% of the way to getting that one up. Yeah, um, it, it is the sort of joke that someone who was digital enough to know about Bitcoin mining but old-fashioned enough to go, we should reboot Richie Rich. A whiteboard is exactly in the middle of where (laughs) that person would be. (laughs) That very specific guy. Um, Is there any report out there of, uh, yeah, what's the the vibe on it? The people who are are playing this leak, are they enjoying it? I don't think they're really reviewing it or anything like that. I think it's just been a little bit of footage and then like most of the reporting is going around like, hey, you might see some leaks. At this yes. point, right. you might see some Story spoilers stuff. and things like that. Mm-hmm. So avoid looking up Horizon Forbidden West. It's still, what, more than a month out? So yeah. yep, fucking sucks for them. Feb 18, yeah. I think, yeah. That's, uh, that's going to be real upsetting. This happened with The Last of Us Part 2. That's where all the story mm. leaks came from. It didn't get leaked oh. as in, you know, it wasn't playable and online. But someone... And that was like a revenge kind of thing, wasn't it? That was like a... The, was that a naughty dog? Like yeah. someone doing it, was about it to get the, back at them? The, the, the cycle so? of revenge. That's what it was about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in the end, that. Ellie is just as much of a villain as uh, the uh, other people in the Abby. show. Abby. <laughs> <laughs> I also I call her, the her show. name, please. 
Uh, don't insult the fictional character whose name you forgot. Her name is Abby. <laughs> but yes, you're right. That was well. Actually, I don't know. It was. It was again reported that maybe it was a, a disenfranchised, disgruntled right. former employee. Disgruntled former employee. DFE. Yep. But then what was you know revealed ended up leading to the huge backlash against the story and the the, the characters. You know, mm. within the new, right. um, the new, but well, yeah, we haven't heard anything uh, in terms of details about the content of the game. There's a couple of screenshots out there that are a bit blurry, and they just kind of look like the old game anyway. So, mm. yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a shame, but also I'll certainly be holding off and you know playing it and uh, at release and not looking into any of the spoilers and not delving into it. Yeah, one of the good, the the things I enjoyed most about that game was that the story towards the back sort of third got a lot more interesting, and the reveal of that was part of it. So yes, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to playing this game, and I want to play well, sp- it unspoiled. Mm. Mm. Pure. Well, speaking of uh, games with a uh, stories that ramp up in the back third, uh, we're doing a we're doing a catch up this week of stuff that we played over the break because mm-hmm. we uh, we we haven't. Um, Done kind of new reviews of games for three weeks worth of the pod now, yep. so we've all been playing stuff over the over the summer break, and uh, we're going to fill you in on a lot of that. Uh, I personally just uh, the first the first day of this year, I finally finished off Death Stranding. Oh, um, oh wow! Hung over on the couch, sitting through about six hours worth of cutscenes, yeah, uh, including a lengthy credit sequence that is. Not the end of the game. Is <laughs> no. is not even two hours towards the end of the game. <laughs> no. oh, that's it's right. then a precursor to more cutscenes and then another credit sequence. Playing and that second credit sequence, I was like, I'm not falling for this again. I reckon there's <laughs> another eight hours of gameplay to go in this. Playing the ending of Death Stranding on January the first is a really good way to get like a, an extra bonus year of time in between 2021 <laughs> and 22 to really squeeze in a whole nother 365 days worth. Yeah, I felt like I was on the beach for sure where he's like, he feels like he's been there for eternity and then he comes back and it's like, no, you were gone for like a day. Yeah, yeah. No, this is the That's opposite of the like. beach that makes you old. This is the quick <laughs> beach. Uh, yeah, what did you guys think? I, I Yeah, I, I've, I didn't really feel like it stuck the landing. I loved I loved the game overall. Um, I just the I know it's Kojima and all of that and you you got to take that into account when you when you go in on a game that he's made, but uh yeah, the 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 ending couple of hours were a slog in the sense that he's just sitting through so much exposition and and like I said, seeing the credits and then doing all this other stuff I was like I'm I'm out I'm at the end you've hmm. given me all the you've you've ex, you've explained you've done your best to explain what is happening it still has not gotten through to me <laughs> just let cut the umbilical cord and let me <laughs> let me drift off into the afterlife for god's sakes it's definitely a big dump right at the end there like there's yeah. a, I, there was a lot of stuff and the weird thing is that it's a a, a, a big change of pace for that game it's very congenial yeah. to have all those big long cutscenes all jammed together, but it's like Metal Gear Solid 4 Kojima rather mm. than, you know, sparse Metal Gear mm. Solid 5 and 95% of Death Stranding Kojima. So yes, it does. It is a weird thing where it just locks you in for all of it too and does make you feel a bit trapped. But yeah. I remember liking it. It's it's, <laughs> yeah. it's fun. It's more just the amount of time that it takes. Like the, the yeah. actually what was happening was okay, but it's like for a game that spends 50 hours making you comfortable with how essentially boring it is to play and makes you love that 
to then have your standards of boredom recalibrated in the end <laughs> is actually quite impressive. Yeah. That's exactly. To get, to get, that's exactly. To get to a point where you're like, "Wow, I'm bored all over again," and I, I really thought I was impervious to that with yeah. this game at this point, but nah, you've you've hooked me in again. That's true. Being on that beach during the credits and having to just sort of move around slowly <laughs> oh, in between those different so cutscenes was very weird. Yeah, yeah, that having to ru- like just run until I assume the next bit's loaded, and it's like, ah, now another person will appear on the beach and talk to you for a bit, and then you fucking run around in circles again for another two minutes. I I found it really frustrating, and yeah, I, I was bored by it, um, and, and I, yeah. it was stupid. <laughs> like honestly, I, like, but, but uh, the I, plot and yeah. all that, I don't really. I I'm I'm along for the ride with all that stuff. I don't really care that it doesn't make sense. I don't care that it's very dumb and that it is just being very exposition-y. I was kind of okay with all of that. It's just the... For me, it was just the purely the length of time that it takes to get that stuff out, that it's like you're sort of acknowledging now that we aren't going to give a fuck about any of this because you're just mm. dumping it on us in a very elegant way, inelegant way. At least just get that done in yeah. a fraction of the time. Yeah. It's like the game is over. I just want to... I want to move on. <laughs> a lot of yeah. it is like reveals of like here's what was really going on during the game too. So it could it would have been fine to pepper that stuff in a little bit more during the game as well, right? Yeah. Like, or, or yeah, I think to your like your point, Tommy, just faster. You know, like more economical. It, it mm. genuinely was just like this is taking way too long. Like you've had the climax in the gameplay and you've disconnected. You know, you're like it's, cool, yeah, it's I, every. I'm, character that you've seen showing up to give you a 20 minute monologue yeah. about who they are and 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 yeah and i mean it wouldn't be a problem you can't really yeah it's it's fine for it to be all wacky and ridiculous it's also fine to have stuff that goes for a very long time but to sort of have them both it's like when you're just listening to huge slabs of stuff that essentially mean nothing to mm. you it's like uh you know it's just kind of the worst of both worlds. It didn't overall ruin the experience for me. Um, I still think it's. I still think it's one of the best things I've ever played. Um, I just, you know, I was loving all the rest of it so much that I was really hoping to get like a really, just a really nice little punch at the end there. And I just mm. felt, especially being hungover <laughs> on the couch on New Year's Day, just being like, oh my god. <laughs> I think that the very last thing it gets you to do in the game is cool, and that yes. is yeah. like a nice yeah. ending. There's, yes. there is yeah. like. By the time that mask guy is like crying for like forty minutes, and you're like, yep. Who, yeah. "Why were you?" I, I just found no, never mind. Totally, so, you, yeah. you're right. That that last thing that you do, your last mission, yeah, mm-hmm. is great. And if yeah, the preceding three and a half hours of cutscenes were like half an hour instead, yeah, it would have been even greater. But you're Perfect yes, game. I agree with you, yeah. Tommy. Like, it doesn't ruin the game by any means. Like, I still no. love the game. And love it as an as a huge artistic, you know, attempt. Um, yep. And enough of it landed for me by the end to be like, yeah, this is fucking great. But <sighs> you got to set aside a good few hours for the ending. It's especially that yeah, I sat down thinking like, this is a great feeling. Just going to knock off the final bit of this game, and then I'm done. Feels great. And then all of a sudden, it's taken me the entire day, mm. and mm. the majority of that was just <laughs> watching stuff that I'm kind of checking in and out of, <laughs> like, oh, okay, I think I'm kind of getting this. And it's like, <laughs> uh, I, I don't I don't know anymore. I really... <laughs> Sorry, uh, Hideo. But still, still, glad, still glad to have done it. Um, glad that I, uh, yeah, glad that a new version came out that kind of lit a rocket under me to, to 
go back to it and revisit it. Um, yeah, had a great time with it. Great mm. game. I'd still recommend persevering through um, if you fell off it at a certain point. It does take a it, – it is a huge time investment um, even to just get yourself to the point of essentially knowing whether you will like it all the way through, mm. which is unfortunate. But, uh, yeah, I think – I think you're rewarded with something that is, yeah, really, really, really great. I agree. Agreed. Um, I uh, played a game recently that I fucking loved. I pretty much didn't do anything else until I finished playing it. Um, it was one of those ones. It really hooked me in. It's called The Life and Suffering of Sir Brante. Or, or Brant. <laughs> I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Okay. B-R-A-N-T-E. It, um, it's Brant also the sounds name like of a, a name. It's a Monty Python sketch. <laughs> it sounds like a name that you'd hear yelled at a shopping centre. <laughs> Brante! Brante! Brante, where's Jaden? <laughs> Put it down, Brante! <laughs> is that what the game is? Yeah, that's Just it. Yeah. Chasing oh, where's a young he child. fucking gone now? <laughs> <laughs> chasing a child with a mullet around a Toys R Us. <laughs> it's, it couldn't be more the opposite. Um, it's a basically a choose-your-own-adventure game. It is presented as a book, an animated book. There's no graphics or movement or anything like that. It is an RPG that does have stats. And, like, I guess it's comparable to a Telltale game in, in that sort of sense um, of, like, decisions that you make early on impact decisions that you can make later on. But mm-hmm. it's it's really, it's framed as if it's the life story of, of someone called Sir whatever your name is, Brante. And so... It starts with birth and you get to make a choice of like what you like, you know, um, you're more, you lean more towards like the mother, the father or like God. And it like literally just keeps going from there. You decide what you want to pursue as a child, what decisions to make in like these big sort of um, crucial incidents. Um, Because it's sort of set in medieval times. You're the son of a guy who's like a noble, a woman who's not a noble, um, and you have a brother who is full noble and a sister who is not at all. Like, she's kind of a bastard sister. And Aren't you... they all, eh? Sisters. <laughs> no, no, not all of them. I've never had one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you never don't really will. know. <laughs> I guess not. Your parents might adopt. Oh, that's true. I guess they could, but I don't know. If Your I was parents war, could I'd separate and remarry. Mm. Oh. Like hypothetically, yeah, but practically, nah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, do you want to know as well in their FAQ of uh, the life and uh, suffering of Sir Bronte? Yes. They say it's. it says, how exactly are you supposed to pronounce Bront? We had in mind when coming up with the protagonist's name that it should sound a little French. Thus, we typically stress the very large last syllable, Bronte. Mm-hmm. But honestly, the game is set in an imaginary fantasy world, so you can pronounce it however you wish. Smiley face. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it is, <laughs> there is some voice acting, but barely any. It's sort of like in between the major chapters of life, but it's mostly just... Although it's weird, I have a, I have in my head sort of a voice to it, but I guess that's because I was just literally reading it in my head. Um, but it's really, really well written is the point. It both gives you these really nuanced and interesting and engaging situations to navigate. It it has a sort of stat system of like diplomacy and wisdom and uh, willpower, like things that will go up and down based on the choices you make. Um, 
and then yeah later on there'll be a choice that is unlocked because you like did a specific thing in a situation or right. your stat is high enough it's very D rpg sort of um system that's kind of more at the forefront but yeah most of it is like really interesting world it's sort of a clash of um a modernizing faith or church uh, the people wanting more power uh, with when compared to like the nobility who have just always had power. Um, you sort of uh, are given... You can, well, actually, I guess I pursued the role of a judge because that's a way to become a noble in this world if you're not born one. And then that means you your job as a judge is you have all these cases to decide on. So it gives you moral choices and you know intellectual quandaries as well. It ramps up as it goes, like... Tensions in the world around you are constantly, you know, ratcheting up because of this sort of modernization. And it's just like, it felt like I was watching an HBO TV show. Like, I would wake up the next day and be like, oh, that was a sick episode. Wait, no, that happened. Like, that was just a video game that I was imagining all of the visuals in my head. It just is so well written. It is like a good book that gives you agency and lets you guide how you want to go. And from what I can tell, there's like, you know, heaps and heaps of different branches and heaps of ways the game can end up. Mm. Um, it took me five hours to complete a run because I guess you can die and then you start again. Um, but I didn't die. Uh, and I would play it again. Like it is, it seems like it, because it doesn't have to have graphics, it, it can have way more options than something like a Telltale game. So I loved it. I found it super engaging and it, yeah, it was, it's like 20 bucks or something on steam. I'm not sure. It might've been on sale even when I got it for, for way less. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's 28.95 right now. I'm having a look at it cause it sounds really cool. I like the sort of, um, yeah, it's like, uh, you know, that like charcoal kind of mm. early 1900s kind of drawings on some of the pages of this book. Yep. It sounds like, a lot more of a focused in personal story-based version of like Crusader Kings where you're building this like medieval story through over one life rather than generations. But just hearing you talk about it sounded like that kind of appeal. Yeah, it probably, yeah. If you liked something like that and you, you wanted to, yeah, experience a character's, you know, viewpoint of that. But it also it, it really it's it's just it's a choose your own adventure book that is animated, mm. and your choices have like dynamic, <laughs> you know, effects on the story and or like Disco Elysium or something like that. Something like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you like stripped it right back down to like it's just text. Um, cool. Mm-hmm. But it felt engaging. It felt really satisfying to like see your your uh, efforts to go down a certain path pay off and. Yeah, I, I loved it. I think it's it is incredibly well written, and and the whole game hangs on that. So, um, I do recommend it. I, I think it's worth a try if that sounds interesting. And yeah, it's not crazy expensive, and it's got replayability. So, um, yeah, very very big thumbs up for the life and suffering of Sir Brant, or however Sir, you want to pronounce it. Sir Brant. I reckon it would Branton. be Sir Brant to to me. I think I was imagining Bronte. Probably. So Bronte. Like Dante's peak. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The one the, cultural reference yeah, point we all share. the character, Dante from Dante's peak. Yes. <laughs> um, um, but what about you, Nox? You've been playing some stuff as well. Well, in similar in look to this, I'll talk about uh, Mun- Mundon. Oh, I don't know how you're yeah. meant to pronounce it. it. They do say it in the game, but I've forgotten. I Mundon? Think it's Mundon. It's like a... Um, right. 
I, I think you're in Switzerland. It's a mountain. It's the name of the mountain. Right. How do you and spell it? M M U N D A U N. Mundon. Yeah. So it's like this black and white uh, first person adventure game, basically. Adventure like mild sort of survival horror kind of sometimes game. Right. Where you're going around this mountain that you used to live on. It's like a very small kind of village on the side of this mountain where your grandfather lived. You've since moved away, but you're going back because he's died. The priest there has written to you saying, hey, your granddad's dead. Died in a barn fire, but don't come back. Just letting you know. But you go back anyway. That death was an absolute barn burner. Oh, a real (laughs) barn burner of a death there, man. He died like a Frank Sinatra party. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and so, fuck yeah, you you're... whoever wrote this letter I'm coming back anyway I don't give a fuck what your wishes are <laughs> So you go back, yeah And you're uh, going around your old Creepy European mountain town mm. And, uh, you know, kind of doing a bunch of Sort of spooky adventuring And it's pretty cool mm. uh, It's got looks like awesome a... The style is great Yeah, sort of sepia-toned Eerie little mountain Yeah, yeah. Kind of like not quite, but like early, like late 90s looking low polygon first person stuff. The yep. the visuals of it really work. And yeah, it's a pretty decent sort of adventure. Um, not, I, and also the term walking simulator thing is, is lame, but like that sort of thing where it's like a story driven first person adventure game that mm. does have some, I don't think super great first person kind of, more actiony segments. What's well, all right. first person? I can stop saying that, but like the more survival horror-y, actiony, combat-y stuff in it didn't really click with me. But I did right. like the the vibe of it and uh, the sort of spooky story and the adventure that you get to go on is uh, pretty unique looking and uh, really uh, engrossing if you mm. get into it. So yeah, if you're into that type of um, adventure slow paced kind of atmospheric moody story type of thing i reckon mundawn is one to have a look at it's on the pc and i think on the switch as well yeah this cool. looks great i do remember reviews coming out and being like this is worth playing and not i didn't quite get sucked in maybe by the visuals like the style is good but maybe the sort of character you know the actual graphical you know uh, representation it looks sort of like a like a higher fidelity PS1 game or something like that. It's from right. that sort of like Thief 1, if you think of it looking a bit like that. That's kind of the look it's doing there, which which appeals to me in like mm. a similar way to how Return of the Obra Dinn was like a modern mm. version of that like very old-fashioned looking Apple II kind of graphics. This is like that, but for this like weird pretend Soviet computer that didn't exist in reality, but it feels like you're playing it on that. Yep. Mm. It's the new pixel art. Yeah. The Mm. the pretend Soviet computer. Yeah. Unity (laughs) Unity game with a filter over it, (laughs) I think is what that is. (laughs) This like, yeah, it's just sepia kind of thing, whatever it is. And yeah, this like kind of deliberate low poly looking thing though, uh, Mm. really appeals Mm. to me. I, I like that look. And yeah, it's like a decent sort of, uh, Spooky adventure game. Right. A folk tale. A horrific folk tale, I think it's described as. Another one that's only like just under 30 bucks Australian on Steam too. So I picked a few up, yeah, during the Steam sales as well. So I reckon this one's worth having a crack. But if you wanted to hang around until there was a sale, yeah, it will be on sale again, I would imagine. (laughs) 
How long did it take you to play, roughly? Um, I didn't get to the end of it, so okay. Okay. I don't know. How long have you played it for? Greater than around five-ish hours or so, I would say, okay. is the general... I, I can't remember exactly how long I, I, I played it for, to be honest. But I liked what I was playing of it. And you know what? I tend to go... I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back to my granddad's mountain. And then I'll, <laughs> I'll play it when I get home because he doesn't have a computer. Uh, all right. That sounds cool. Um, cool. You've been poking around at anything else, Tommy? Yeah. I So after loving uh, Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon at the end of last year, I kind of... Kind of got me a bit back into the whole world of Shovel Knight. So mm-hmm. I went back into Shovel Knight Treasure Trove, which I've had since, I think, day one of getting a Switch because it was a uh, launch game on that. And they since uh, I finished the original campaign of it back then, but they've since added three other ones, uh, other campaigns focusing on other characters in the that are in the original Shovel Knight game. So I went and start and started and completed Shovel Knight King of Cards, which was the um, most recent and final campaign that they've added, where you play as King Knight. Um, it's it's all the all the levels from the first Shovel Knight reimagined. So it's a two D platformer, and the plot of it is is that you're King Knight, um, who is hooked on this card game that everyone plays. So you are trying to become the most respected Joustus player, which is the name of the card game, mm-hmm. in the land. So you go around doing these levels and then in between the levels there are these little taverns that you go to where you play this card game. And so I got really hooked into this, finished it within about a week uh, because it's it's a platformer which I love. I forgot how good the Shovel Knight um, team are at just making these great, perfect, concise, uh, so um, just brilliantly designed two-dimensional levels that are like each screen is like its own little kind of puzzle where you have to you know really really get your skills down and work out how to get from a to b um they're just their level design is so flawless and then you're playing this card game which i talked a few weeks ago about wanting to find something to kind of fill the void of in of just the purely the card mechanics of inscription Mm. after we all finished that and nothing had quite taken with me but this really did this is the the little card game that's in this it's it's sort of a side throwaway kind of thing in the game, but it is so fucking good and so fun. And you, there's certain bits of it that you need to clear in order to progress in the 2D levels. Like it is, it is definitely just a little side thing in a in a platformer. Mm. But then there's all this optional stuff that you can go and play all these extra games of it if you want. And it's um, it's basically, it's a grid. It'll be like a you know a four by four grid, and maybe three of the tiles will have gems on them. And you are trying to have your cards land on the gems. You can't place your card on a tile that's got a gem on it. You put a card down, it'll have an arrow on it, which shows you which way it's going to move if it's pushed. So when you place another card on top of that, you push that card in the direction of the arrow that it has on it. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of strategy and maybe you have to bump your opponent's card onto a gem tile for now, but then you're hoping to kind of be able to shuffle it all across and the game ends when all the tiles are filled. Right. So, and yeah, it's like you, when you win a match, you get to steal cards from your opponent. So you're deck building and you're trying to make sure you've got a nice little balance of, um, yeah, there's different cards that have different effects as well, but yeah, different. um, Some of them can move in all directions. Some of them can only move in one, but you can't move a card. If a card has like an up arrow 
and the card above it has a down arrow, it can't move. So it like blocks right. if the arrow is pointing in the other direction. So right. it's not a benefit to have a card that goes in all directions because you might end up needing to move it across, but you can't because it blocks you in all those directions. Um, and yeah, it's it's the card game is is fucking great. And just yeah, if you've never checked out Shovel Knight, uh, that treasure trove compilation that you can get that's got all the campaigns in it that they've since added is such a good value prospect um yeah, yeah I, I agree i love shovel knight i went i went in and played the first shovel knight over the over the break as well because uh, you were so glowing about um puzzle pocket, pocket dungeon. dungeon pocket dungeon that uh, it, it made me realize <laughs> Seems like, like the word puzzle should be in the title, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. puzzle night, <laughs> pocket puzzle, pocket puzzle, pocket night puzzle, pocket pussy, shovel night pocket. Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shovel night is fucking awesome. I, I bought this treasure trove thing on like a sale a while ago. I'd never gotten around to it, and yeah, I played through all of that first shovel night and loved it. Just yep. zipped through it, and then went into uh, Plague of Shadows. I think is the second one with Plague Night, and like it is. It, cool, and I want to play that at some point. But like, I think the levels are the same as the first one, but you're playing through as this new character. So yeah, I, they're tweaked I, a little bit. I I had the exact same experience where I loved it, and then Plague Knight was out at the time that mm. I got it. So I I went to do it straight away, and it's really hard because yeah, all the of they've, they've made four separate campaigns that are all about seven eight ish hours long, and they're all a different character that controls very differently. Very different. So you yeah, and you and and yeah, so much of the skill is like they've each got like a little move. And they really thrash out every possible sort of level design that they can do with, yeah, having to use those mechanics to get across gaps and and hop on enemies and get treasure and all that kind of stuff. So by the end of the eight hours, it kind of is really hard to then start the next one with a different character because you're just so, you kind of get so hooked on the mechanic that I found it like a bit of a, just a bit jarring and a bit like, no, I don't want to be using bombs now. I want to use, but because it had been so many years. So King Knight's thing is he... He's got like a little um, shoulder shoulder charge thing like Wario yeah. um, that you use as your attack. And then if he hits a wall or an enemy, he kind of spins up in the air. So a lot of it is, um, you know, maybe you have to like hit into a wall to get yourself that little leverage and kind of spin around up in the air. And then, but there'll be some walls that have moss on them that you can't do the charge into. So you've got to look for the bit of the wall that you can do it on. And mm. yeah, by the end of it, you're just zipping around all over the screen Um I, from people who've played all of them, I kind of I, I get the impression that his one, the King Knight one, is the one that is that's yeah most like the the sort of the mechanic of original Shovel Knight because the right. yeah the other two are like a bomb and then a um the uh what's Spectre Knight I think he has a little scythe thing right which is I, a, that was all it was it was just again. too soon because I I fucking love Shovel Knight and I want to go back in on this one at some point but you yeah a little break in between makes a lot of sense. But yeah, I agree that jump, Shovel Knight is Jump great. right through to uh, King Knight because, yeah, the having the little... I love I love that in the fourth one they were doing, they committed themselves to doing all these extra campaigns. It's taken them many, many, many years to get through doing all of them and they, they could have just churned out another um, platforming campaign, but they went, no, let's, let's, let's build a little card game and put mm-hmm. that in there. And just also as a story, it's like, yeah, it's just his quest is he wants to... Because all the bosses are... Um, uh, um, characters that are supposedly the best in the land at this card game and he has this you have this little crew that you're on an airship with that are cheering you on that want you to become the best at joustice and all the boss battles are actual boss battles 
platforming boss battles where you have to like you know beat them in a very traditional 2d platforming way mm. but then you'll get back on the um, airship and all your little friends are like wow you beat him at justice that's so impressive and and king's knight's like yeah yeah no no yeah that's what i did beat <laughs> him at justice that's like i don't know it's kind of got this i like the writing that they have in in those yeah. games they're very simplistic but they're like they're pretty funny they're pretty charming and uh yeah the whole little world they've built is really cool Good so yeah time. check out treasure trove if you uh if you don't have it already nice what um, about you, BV? Anything else in the chamber? Oh, yeah. I played, I don't know, a, a couple of puzzle games that I didn't complete or anything, so maybe I'll, b- uh, I'll bunch them together. I played Super Liminal and mm-hmm. I played The Pedestrian. Um, oh, yeah. They're both of them are on Game Pass now. Uh, yeah. Super Liminal wasn't for a while and I was keen to check it out, but I never popped on the actual purchase, so I just, yeah, have waited for Game Pass like many people are doing now with many games. Um mm-hmm. I love Superliminal. I I think it's a great first-person puzzle game. Like I try to to try out most of the ones that are held up in high regard, like the um, the Talos Principle. I think was one. The, the Turing Test, uh, Portal, obviously, uh, the Witness, all, all that kind of stuff, all that jazz. Um, and Superliminal, I think, is one of the more creative ones of them all. It's it's essentially optical illusion first person puzzling like a a bit of it is like going into a room and then finding a thing and coming back into the other room and putting the thing there and then it opens the door but a lot of it is like really interesting sort of not eshery because eshery was not so much well i guess it is kind of because it's like the you shift your perspective and all of a sudden you know now you can go into this room because the doorway that looked like a mouse hole is now a full size one. It's it's hard to describe it, but it is optical illusion 3D puzzling, I guess. <laughs> it's messing with mm-hmm. scale a lot, right? Like that's yes. the thing is like the relative yeah. scale of something to you, it kind of takes as being literal. So if something yeah, looks far away, yeah. it is small because it's far away. If you pick it up, oh, it's small but close now. And I guess, versa. yeah, the, the thing that probably is the best representation is like if you're at the end of a very long hallway... And you can see at the other end a giant key, but you know, like literally, the key on your, if it was like in right in front of you, would be key sized. Yeah. So you click on it and pick it up, but if you like put it back down and walk all the way to the end of that hallway, the key is the size of the room. So it's it's yeah, using essentially like the you know the mouse um, or you, the controller as a way to break through scale and perspective and and Mm -hmm. fuck around with the reality of the world and Mm. yeah there's a few really good puzzles where it's like um you'll put a key into a big um sort of a sand pit and then and then in the next room it's the the key is like either bigger or smaller and then you can pick the key up from that other room, go back into the other room. Like It's sort of like messing around with multiple rooms and, and things that do literally change the size of something as well as mm. um, just playing with optical illusions. But um, yeah, I, I really like it. I think the sort of atmosphere of it and, and the design is really, really cool. And um, yeah, I, I think it's sick. I think it's a, a great idea. Cool. It's, yeah. sort of, it's sort of like Maquette with that... Um Yes. Yeah. Yes. Size changing stuff too. I remember being a bit yes. put off uh, by it when I played it for some reason. I played it on the Switch and it didn't run great on there. Mm. And then yeah, just like the the tone that it was doing didn't really gel with me for whatever reason. So it fell off of it. 
yeah, I think I really liked the tone. I can't remember what it is. It in my memory, it's just sort of silent. But I guess there's like signs and shit, and sort of you're like waking yeah. up. But there's an alarm going off, and like it, you're in a bed a few times. You're in like a weird hotel, right? Where oh, it's mate. like <sighs> a testing facility, but it's also I, a hotel kind I of think thing. Maybe it was a little bit derivative of the first Portal, but I think from the more that I played it, the less I thought that because it is so creative with what you're actually doing. Um, so I would say give it another crack. It's on Game Pass now, so you know if you got Game Pass, it's free. Um, nice. But yeah, I, I I do really like it so far. And then the Pedestrian is one that only just dropped on Game Pass. Um, this but is the puzzle game where. Uh you have to. You get given a random assortment of words, and you have to create the worst headline possible. Yeah. <laughs> you get a normal headline, but then you just yeah. change it like you're, it's <laughs> a thing that you a friend put... is telling you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You get a headline, yeah. and you have to wedge the phrase "on fleek" in there somehow. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Cop this new. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The exit sign guy just left the exit sign, and we are here for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Something about <laughs> potato cakes and potato scallops, probably. <laughs> um, it's uh, cool, no, right? it's the pedestrian. I remember. It's I cool. It. I really. It's it's much more complicated than a lot of puzzle games in terms of the the. So it's a two D game essentially. You play a two D guy from a sign, a silhouette, and you move from sign to sign essentially. So you're. And the, I really liked the camera and also the music and the presentation of mm. it was really slick, very, very professional and cinematic. But you essentially, you'll run from left to right or right to left across a 2D plane of, you know, a sign. Like think of a give giveaway sign or a parking sign, or, you know, something like that. Um, and then as you move across, the sort of camera will start to pan across the scene and you'll fluidly move from one to the next to the next. So I really liked that. Um, but then the puzzles themselves are generally, um, there'll be a sign that, or it, basically a 2D room, I guess. I should stop calling them signs. Stylistically, they're signs, but they're just 2D rooms. Mm. And there'll be a doorway on, say, the right side and a ladder coming down from the top. But then there'll be another 2D room that has a doorway on the left side and a ladder going down. Uh, but then there'll be several others and sometimes there'll be a key or a switch or you know, something that connects to something else. And your job to to kind of make your gut way through this as the little platformer guy, you need to connect the doors to the other doors, ladders to the other ladders, make sure you can get, you know, into the room with the key and get back. It's um and yeah, you mix and match these these rooms to until you get the sort of right jigsaw layout uh, to progress through them. And it just gets more complicated and uh, more mechanics get added as you go along. There's like circuits and you need to power up certain things. Mm. So you need to like get a battery and take it to another no area or another 2D sort of room or series of rooms. Um, but I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I think it's very, very smart and it's making me feel smart for playing it. The interaction of like, yeah, these, these 2D signs that you're on moving about in the 3d physical space that you're seeing them plastered on the side of and that like sometimes factoring into the puzzles as well where like yes oh, you've got to move this crane over here because it's got a sign on it that you need or whatever is it's it's yep. very very clever and cool and yeah Sounds the like way those little bits in uh, mario odyssey where you go into the wall and you're doing the little 2d bits kind of yeah it's, it's like <laughs> that if that was 
on posters that you were then reorganizing to right. make a jigsaw yes. puzzle of the yep. building a 2D level kind of. Yeah. But yes, you're right. Like the ladders basically are pipes from Mario and it is like, well, what if this pipe goes down? Um, or, or what if like you want to leave this room? So you want to line up the right hand exit with a left hand entry into another room. But right. then, and then, you know, you eventually need to get up to this top room to grab this key or whatever. But the room that you've connected the doors of, you actually can't climb up the ladder because it's on the roof. So you're like, oh, wait, okay. Is there another room that has a left-hand door that, you know, is a better orientation? Or should mm-hmm. I not be going throughout the right-hand door in that room that I started in at all? Should I be going down the ladder? And so, it, yeah, it is about f- figuring out that jigsaw puzzle and then... As it ramps up, some of the signs or the rooms will be fixed onto the wall. So you're like, ah, okay, okay. So I've got to, I've got to do this around this pre-existing room right. or, or sign. Um, but yeah, I, I love it. It plays really, really smoothly, and, and, and it looks great. It's really simplistic in sort of concept, but very complicated in terms of solving the puzzles. And yeah, I, I really, really am enjoying it. And, and this is another big recommendation. That's and just to be clear, when you say that in this game you play as the 2D guy from Signs, you're not talking about Mel Gibson. No. no. Say what you want about it, but his acting was three-dimensional, definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> if anyone, you're playing M. Night Shyamalan Go- from I Signs. Looked up, I looked up the cast and I was like, ah, what a shame. What a <laughs> I shame know. that it's Mel Gibson. It doesn't quite <laughs> I know. It's not doesn't really quite a fit. clunker in there. It doesn't, no. It doesn't quite fit, but, you know, it's all I've got. <laughs> yeah. If only, like, Crispin Glover had been in Signs. <laughs> Unfortunately, stacked with pack, stacked with good performances. <laughs> I played uh, a puzzle game as well that I don't think I like quite as much as all of these, but it was okay. It's called Time Loader. I um, have not heard of this. You are playing. It's I think it's a Russian game. It was another one that I just found during the Steam sales and like had a had a big go through of like I bought a few that I, I I'm still working my way through. Mm. But this was. Uh, it's another. It's a two D puzzle game as well, um, but presented with three D graphics. But you're moving this little, um, like remote controlled crane arm through the nineties because you you're, okay. you're a scientist in the present day who's invented a time machine that can send this little this little like Lego crane sort of thing on a, on a tracks or big wheels uh, back in time because he has a spinal injury he's in a wheelchair he doesn't like it and so he's trying to go back and change the moment where he slipped out of a um tree house on a little red car he oh. thinks i'll send this thing back in time it can move the red car boom i'll be happier with my life changed okay. or will he <laughs> <laughs> yeah he will i'm sure it goes real smooth <laughs> so you go through and you you know you're in this like 90s bedroom and it does a really good job of having you know some nostalgic stuff in there as like the bits and pieces you're kind of climbing over it's like toy story kind of thing mm. you've got these big you know basketballs and a cat that's trying to get you and all that sort of stuff and you're doing this kind of puzzle platforming around trying to like move the chair over here so that you can jump onto it there and then it'll knock this Rube Goldberg machine over, da-da-da. You end up moving the car, but that doesn't solve it and so you've got to go through and find all these different things to fix up and change different parts of your old childhood house so you can go back to the future and there is a little DeLorean car in there and and fix things. But then, yeah, things yeah. maybe go wrong. you got to go back in different parts of time. You're zipping back and forth. But most of the actual game, you're not doing 
things that are influencing other parts of time. It's not like a time loop game. It's it's just right. it's really a two D puzzle platformer thing where you are you know figuring out how to physically jump around these different areas. And it was okay. It's like not long at all. Maybe two to three hours sort of long and there's some secrets and stuff in there but it was pretty easy to find all of them on the my one playthrough that i did um but i enjoyed it it was fine mm, it looks cool yeah it yeah. Does look nice. cool, yeah i like the design of the little your little car he looks cool and yeah. it controlled well like it was a good sort of uh mix of like controlling and then also you know some little physics sort of things in there um, I, I didn't mind it at all. It's it's not, you know, going to blow anyone away. But if you've got an afternoon and you like this sort of 2D, like, puzzle platformer type of thing, I, I think it's, it's pretty decent. Mm. I didn't mind it. But, yeah, it, like, just probably doesn't do as much as you might imagine going in with, like, the time travel thing or right. Right. anything with the, like, 2D platformery kind of like little nightmaresy drag this box over here type of genre yep. right it's not doing anything crazy with that but it's a, it's it's decent i yeah, didn't cool. mind time loader nice uh i'm gonna rip through just a few kind of quick things i was playing uh during the week i did the last little um i think maybe 10 little shines that i hadn't gotten in bowser's fury yet to 100 percent that oh, you went back Had and got your fucking shine box <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a good fella <laughs> you're lucky we're on zoom so i can't fucking stab you in the neck for saying that <laughs> uh yeah just yeah great to just yeah clean up the last little the last couple of little ones of those uh that i hadn't quite found yet um and yeah have that 100 percented uh, I went back and did the last little bits of the um, story mode of Mario Maker, uh, the oh. the um, just the collection of Nintendo designed levels that are in that game, and uh, yeah, it's they're so good. Um, if you've held off on that game because you think you have no interest in designing levels, I think it's worth buying just as a new two D Mario platform game, just for the just for the um the story mode because I think they're some of the best f- fun 2D Mario levels that they've made in probably over a decade. Mm. Um, they're so creative and so fun, the little pack-in ones in that. Uh, I re- I went back into the uh, Donkey Kong DLC of Mario Rabbids, which I n- oh. never did much of back when it came out because I was thinking about how that second one is supposedly out this year and when I really should uh, knock this off. And um, it's it's so good. Just replaying that game again, um, yeah, reminding me how much I enjoyed it back in the day and how good it's going to be to get a new one of them. Uh, and I fully went back in on Monster Hunter Rise, sinking hours and hours into that, loving it again, uh, unlocked a little Sonic costume <laughs> for my cat friend. You posted mm-hmm. that in our <laughs> chat. When I, it was like two in the morning or something. And you posted a little video of Sonic running behind you with his arms behind him type of Man, run. Man, it's and, so good. Wrote, Hell yeah, or something like that. It's it just I love that they are just they you know they've they've got such this like richly um, designed world, such a consistent world that is so believable. Where you really do have to buy into like yeah, I'm I'm this little warrior living in a little outpost and I have to go and slay these gigantic monsters. Like it's all so consistent and so believable for what it is. But then they are more than happy to completely undermine that by going, 
Now Sonic's running around after yeah. you. Like he, like when you when he's got the cost when the cat has the little Sonic costume on, he like makes the Sonic running noise behind <laughs> you, like the noise that he makes when he when he curls up and spins into a ball. It's just it just completely undermines everything that they've so carefully built. And I I love that Capcom just just don't give a fuck. They're like this is meant to be fun. If you if you want to fuck up this experience for you that we've created by having all these dumb other characters in it, then <laughs> knock yourself out. Here's some officially sanctioned mods that we're putting in. Right. Well, now that it's on PC, it'll get even more because, yeah, if Capcom's yeah. willing to go like, well, this building is clearly built from the shells of the monsters that are in the world and also the dog from Mega Man is here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, having that, but like, yeah, there's Macho Man, Randy Savage, he's your yep. Palico yep. now, Thomas the Tank Engine's mm-hmm. selling you monster cream or whatever. I don't remember the name of any items. <laughs> It's uh yeah Cream it's on monster, PC sorry. I think uh I think now I th- uh, yes uh, well, yeah, as of today reviews have been coming out this week yeah 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 mm. today right yeah so well, uh, yeah if you've never if you don't have a switch um definitely recommend that game and uh, when I put it in my um games of the year a couple of episodes ago uh you were asking me Ben why why this one took for me and well didn't mm. and and playing it again this last week I realized it's the it's the wire bugs it's the um. The, the freedom of movement that that gives you across the world and in battles just makes it so much more fluid and I think really more than anything in world gets over that beginner's hurdle of like, I remember it being very unfun to just be like knocked down again and again and it like, yep. you know, it's trying to sort of be realistic. So it takes you a few seconds to get up and just feeling like you are being owned by this huge monster but having this little thing that just helps you to kind of like zip up onto your feet really quickly and dodge by like jumping over it and the attacks that you can do where you like it throws you into the air and then you do a big strike down. Mm. It just, I think that just makes it feel that little bit more accessible and fun and fluid and not like this kind of like chunky thing that you're having a hard time um, getting a handle on. Uh, So yeah, that's been, I've been really enjoying that and just trying to level myself up in the, um, in the hub quests, so that I can get, I just, I just want to get all of the, all of the dumb, stupid costumes that you can get in it. <laughs> I want the Mega Man dog. I want the, um, I want the Street Fighter guy, and my, yeah, my ultimate goal is the, I want the ghosts and goblins armor that you can get mm. in there. So once I've, once I've got him, and then I've got my Sonic and my Fox from Okami following me around. That's when I'll know. That's, that's my true end sequence of that game. That's my ultimate credit sequence in, <laughs> uh, Monster Hunter Rise. That makes um, sense as well for you why you would, you know, like you push through the bit that for you is like hard and chunky so that you can get to the bit that you enjoy, which is the fluid. Mm-hmm. I get okay. it. Okay. All right. All I right. made it sound like you All jacked right. off a penis. Right. <laughs> yeah. Take that. <laughs> I took the words you said and, mate, I misrepresented them. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> The joke's on you because that is actually what I was talking about. I was like, <laughs> I just got bored of talking about Monster Hunter and I went, you know what? I'm going to have a little J-O excursion in the middle of this. <laughs> uh, the other thing that I played through to completion yes. uh, in these last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. The Forgotten City. Oh, that's a mouthful. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, yeah, yes. we'll talk a bit more about that in a bit is the plan, right? We're going to do... Because me and Ben have a couple more games, I think, to quickly do some summer reading catch-up on. But then Um, we've all finished The Forgotten City and are going to do spoiler chat at the end about it. So if you haven't played it, great game. And we'll do some spoilers clearly marked at the end of this episode. Yes. Uh, 
I think I only have one more that I really think is worth talking about, and that is Far Cry 6. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That is uh, jacking my dick off. Um, (laughs) The game of the year. (laughs) Every year. Um, Yeah, Far Cry 6. We talked about it on our game of the year episode. I think I had it as an honourable mention Mm -hmm. and couldn't really articulate why it wasn't higher up because, you know, mechanically it's great. I love those... Um, the worlds that they designed, the traversal, it's always fun. This one gave you all the vehicles and shit at the start so you can jump in a helicopter and fly around whenever you want. Um, and I think maybe I just got distracted and played something else. So I went back in and, I, like, you know, now it's the game that I'm playing all the time again. Like, it is really, really fun to me. It's the perfect first-person shooter sort of gameplay loop. Um, it's, it's a combination of tight camps to, you know, sneak around and genuine open world to do whatever you want stuff. And yeah, it's not probably the most interesting bunch of characters that have ever been in a Far Cry game. Um, but it's fun to play and it's fun to play when you turn the sound down and listen to a podcast because it's just, you know, running around shooting and driving cars. So I'll Mm -hmm. probably finish it. Like... I think I'm two-thirds of the way through now. I'm just barreling through all the story missions. And, yeah, I'll, prob- I'll probably clock this one before we ne- get to our next uh, major game release. But That does sound yeah. like you'd be having a more fun time uh, playing it that way because that means you get the the fun gameplay, but you also get to sit there and learn about how COVID-19 is a hoax and um, how Where you can cure it by drinking lemonade. And yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> Are you still listening to Red Scare, Tommy? <laughs> uh, but yes, it is It is genuinely a good turn your brain off while you're kind of, or like distract yourself with something else while you just run around blowing shit up. It, the same way that you have in every Far Cry game. Um, it's, not, it's a bit of comfort food, I think. But I th- yeah. yeah, I think that's probably it for me. The last couple I have are kind of turn, your, turn, turn your volume down, listen to a podcast games as well. I got Power Wash Simulator. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. Ah, it's not what I was hoping for, to be honest. It's really? exactly what it seems like. It's power yeah. washing, but it's just a little too uh, demanding of um, accuracy from your uh-huh. power washing. It's right. just enough that it feels frustrating rather than relaxing more <laughs> okay. of the time than not. So I'm not really enjoying Power Wash Simulator, as opposed to like House Flipper and games like that. Yes. Which yep. are basically the same thing, but. With just enough uh, sort of leeway to do to get it close enough, and it'll go, yeah, all right, good for you. Yeah, I'm yep. just finding Power Wash Simulator wants you to get each of the services a little too particularly clean, and I'm not finding that cathartic. So yeah, right. don't know about that one. But then the other one is, um, I got a bunch of board games for over Christmas to play with for Christmas stuff as well. Ended up enjoying playing some board games. If you want board game recommendations, then, uh, you know, fuck off, you nerd. But uh, <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> I enjoyed Codenames and Azul in real life. But one that I saw was like meant to be a good board game, uh, but is quite expensive. And I, I got the others on a sale and stuff, but was on sale digitally on Steam is Wingspan. Oh, what's Wingspan? Wingspan is a game where you're placing birds in like a bird sanctuary that you have. And the more birds you have, the more points you get. Oh. There's different things like uh, 
you'll get like little challenge cards that you get points if you do them. So it's like if you have X number of eggs in one area of your bird sanctuary at the end of a sequence, then you'll get some extra points and things like that. So you're trying to like strategically build up this um, bird place. And it gives you little bird facts while you're doing it. When you put down an eagle, it'll be like, the eagle's big as fuck, dude. And those sorts of facts. Hey, duck, water, check its back. No water. That's what a duck can do. All those sorts of things. Yep. Yeah. And it's pretty relaxing. And like, it's a it's a decent sort of um, computer-y board game adaptation where you can play it single player against just the computer, obviously. So... I'm enjoying great. playing it. Yeah, the uh, the physical version of it looks uh, looks really cool. Yes. I might get this. Okay, was, I I think that this is a board game that I want to get as well in real life. It was sort of like a little test run, and but if you like the board game as well, then I think the computer version is pretty pretty decent. Yeah, right. It's one of those ones cool that's if, uh, just complicated enough that it's difficult to explain to everyone the first time you play it. But once <laughs> you get yeah, your head around right. it, uh, it it it's it's very fun. Oh, I wish board cool. games were like uh, vinyls, where they came for like a download, uh, w- with a download code oh, for the <laughs> for the for the digital version, so mm. you can. That's a great idea. It must happen, right? Like when you bought a Blu-ray in like two thousand and ten. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'm glad to hear like Azul because we got given that as a Christmas present and we haven't played it yet. But uh, it looks oh great. man, Azul is a hell of a lot of fun. Okay. Patton. Nice. Mm. That's what and you're looking for. Oswald. Uh, Mike. <laughs> General. <laughs> um, and I've played Code Names, and I like Code Names as well. Mm-hmm. Mm. Code Names, some good is a games lot of fun. out there. Oh man, I, 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 board games are cool, and I reckon maybe we should do some videos where we play some board games at some. I point. would be yeah, all for that. Be fun. We should tee up sure. a sponsorship with a board game store. Um, oh. But yeah, I would be up for that as well. I, I, I'm big a time. big board game fan. I, my, I'm one of those. My family is like board games at every single opportunity, essentially. Um, so yeah, with um with Wingspan and Power Wash Simulator, I guess I played two board games. Hmm? Oh. Different spellings though. Yeah. B O R E D for one and, of them. And you've got to definitely you've got to wash before you can get any birds. That. So. Uh, so that's another <laughs> angle. <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's our little summer catch up. Hey, um, yep. it was fun yep. to just our holiday catch up. Some it's good yeah. recipes in everywhere. there. It is. Check all them yeah. out. And uh, also, yeah, if you haven't, uh, if you have not played it yet, then consider the Forgotten City. A big recommendation yes. from all of us. It's been yeah, brought absolutely. up a couple of times, including on the Game of the Year episode. But for now, uh, we are going to go in on a spoiler chat of the game. So if you, the, the whole thing of the game is uh, the story. So yes. definitely don't listen to this if you've not played it, if you are planning on playing it. Uh, in fact, the game very explicitly, uh, more so than any I've ever seen, ever seen before, gives, yeah. does give you a big thing on the front page going... Hey, content creators, please don't um, fuck up the surprises of this game for other people. Yeah. So uh, so we're going to do it, but at the end of the podcast. Yes. In yeah. a sealed yeah. section. Yes. Well, we've yeah, given so you a good hour's content. Right. Tap, uh, genuinely tap out now if you haven't played it because it is... Uh, I wish that I played it before the Game of the Year episodes because it would have been in my top 10 for sure. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I... Uh, yeah, I, I think it's. I didn't think it was the sort of thing I would like, and I did really like it. And it's uh, it's it's about five hours, 
it's not super expensive, so it definitely is worth uh, your your time and playing it, and then uh, come back and listen to this sealed section. Mm. But for those of you that are still with us, who've maybe played the game, here we fucking go. <laughs> Look at this, we're doing it. Normally we like end the episode and then do the sealed section, but this time the sealed section is part of the episode. In terms yeah, well, of formatting, and it's killing me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think I'll wrap it, it up. No, I Bye can't. Everyone. It's already too late. It's different than normal, and we've got to people, go with it. No, it's good because people would have tuned out because it felt like the episode was was ending. Like you know, I just turn off a podcast when it feels like it's about to end. So even people who want to listen to the right. sealed section might have tuned out. It seems like most people do that. I always, yeah. I'm there to the bitter end. I'm I, staying to the mm, end of the podcast credits. Someone I comes literally in to clean up the popcorn is annoyed I'm still in there. <laughs> yeah. Get out, mate. No, I paid. Got shit to do. <laughs> um No, I yeah, like when I listen to the dollop, as soon as they finish the story, I hit stop. I don't need to hear them uh saying goodbye. <laughs> I've got Far Cry six to play in silence. Yes. <laughs> uh but yeah, the Forgotten City, um, again, definitely spoilers because the whole thing is story. So you got the fourth ending to, there are four different endings to this game mm, i think yep. ben you got the second ending yes and then stopped playing completely yes which is the rescue the woman who's trapped in the the mayor or whatever he is his place yes Tommy, um, you got the fourth ending which we'll tell ben about yeah, in a minute i got the yeah, option right. to uh yeah i got the key to go and let her out so i went and did that first because the whole thing with getting the plaques and it leads you to that obelisk i i felt like well, that's that feels like that's kind of like the main thing that it's leading to. So I'll go into the cistern. I've got this key now. I'll see what's going on right, in there, and then I'll right. go and do what I presume is like the big final end. And like, oh. yeah, she she basically says, uh, "What is it? You can let me let me out, and I'm going to go kill my dad if you do that, um, or you can come with me." And and those, I was like, okay, those feel very final. Uh, but they don't, f- again, it just feels like it's been leading me. It feels like the, the ending that it wants me to have is the obelisk thing. So um, she gives, you You can you can say to her, oh, let, I'm going to leave you here. Let me go talk to your dad and tell him the jig's up and see if, you know, he'll, he'll you know, agree to like let you out or whatever. So I went and did that and he was like, no. And then I was like, sorry, toots. I'm, uh, I'm putting the plaques on and I'm going in the temple. And then yeah, right. got the big got the big fourth ending. That's interesting because the set huh. yeah I that I got that second ending f- first as well because I didn't realize that it would be an ending. Okay, I definitely did realize, but because in that conversation, so ba- the way I played it was essentially I did literally everything that I possibly could uh, before going like uh, in terms of like each day I was like I did everything that I could, which I think was everything. Like I think I did everything in the game. Except the ending bit. So, like, I'd already done all the plaques. Like, I'd done, I'd done every single side quest. Like, Galerius got elected because I died and came back, like, the final time. And he told everyone everything. So, everyone was like, oh, this guy's great. I'm going to vote him in as the mayor or whatever. So, like, mm-hmm. everything f- f- sort of... I just did everything and then got to that point in the cistern. Um, and then she was like okay, we can leave or you can go tell everyone in the town that maybe the place is going to collapse and they can leave um, or the other one. And I was just like, 
I think I'm done with this game. I'm going to run away with you. <laughs> like right. that was it. It was just like, <laughs> yeah, this is this is my end. I can't I I can't be bothered saving everyone else. I'm done. Cuz that's basically all endings 1 and 3 are. I like do the vote but everyone dies. Do the vote but you've told some people and they get to live. Something like that and then yeah, the other one is let her out of the cistern. So those are the three. Right. Well, I think no, but the first one is you can just shoot the magistrate. You can just oh, maybe shoot that's him with all an arrow. It was. And right. that makes a that makes a paradox, which I worked at you right. know, early on. He's I think he says to you at one point, like, you could just do this now and then that'd be it. That'd be a paradox and you'd be like, I think essentially trapped here or whatever. I or think no, that wait, one or, possibly just activates like all the evil statues and you just have to loop again or something like that. I don't remember if that was an ending ending. Right. I don't I think, remember yeah. what endings one and three were because they are similar to two where they're just sort of like a way out and then you go down to the river and you talk yeah. to the woman and then you do, it sort of ends and like she's, yeah. you know, the ferryman or whatever. Yep. Mm. And then the fourth ending though, I'm excited to tell you about the fourth ending because it is the one that is very different to the other three. Because I'm happy with my ending. I'm like, that's a great ending. Well written. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all wrapped up really nicely. It's a good conclusion. The guy, Alan or whatever, he's back there, you know, like, or whoever you end up and it's like, oh, yeah, okay, this is how it all turned out. This is how it it's, was looping around and, yeah, yep. cool, great, solved the problem. I'm out of here. Do you want to know what was really going on? <laughs> I guess. Because four, when you look it up, is uh, it is listed as the canon ending. Right. So one is, one is yeah, you just shoot and kill Sentius. Right. And once you get the bow. So that, I mean, that ending could take you half an hour, maybe. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, upon uh, And then, yeah, you that creates a paradox. You go back to the present and then you find Al and then that's the credits. And then the two is uh, the one that got away. Uh, escape with, the, with the lady out of the cistern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then three is everyone escapes. And then four is canon ending, which is, yeah, you put all the plaques <laughs> on the obelisk. Yeah. Welcome in. The door opens. And then you go and find out that it's all been Stargate the whole time. Like, (laughs) you're in a spaceship. The reason it was happening is because all of these big, powerful aliens that are called, like, Jupiter and shit. And you're talking to one of them who stayed behind. He was doing this test for thousands and thousands of years to win a bet with Jupiter, who's, like, his father-in-law or something. And he wanted to impress him because he didn't want him... The, the guy you're talking to who I can't remember marrying his daughter. And then he tells you, yeah, I was doing it because we had a bet like that humans aren't good. And so we were running this loop again and again to try and prove that they would do something decent or like that they could get away with living in this thing, but mm-hmm. hasn't worked. So fuck that. And then you like betray him because the voice that you've had in your head the whole time who's been like in, looking through the thing is yep. like the wife Persephone or some shit. Is that right, Tommy? Proserpina? Yeah, yeah, whatever. Proserpina, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. it. She was like, she's the daughter of Jupiter who he wants to marry, but he's got trapped in a fucking glass cage or whatever there. And he's yeah, like, oh, I've got big blue, blue burning eyes. I look like they did in Stargate. I'm from Stargate. Yeah, right. And then he tells you all about that and you, you kill him in a boss fight and you <laughs> run away. Great. Okay. I didn't get down to. I didn't get to kill him. I uh, I got into a debate with him about whether he is any better than the mortals that he's trying to test out. Mm-hmm. He got really angry and started shooting at me. And then 
uh, Proserpin is in a in a cage that you can shatter, and she's got a crown, and she kind of tells you to take That's the crown, right. and then you the 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 thing's collapsing, so you have to yeah you you sprint out of there, you go through the loop, and then you go back into him a second time, and you go guess what cunt I've got this crown, <laughs> uh, I'm able to like you know go through and everything, and he goes all right. You've got me with my <laughs> okay. dick in my hand. I'll guess I'll I guess I'll pack. He he kind of gives it up pretty easily in the end. All things considered, it's mm. like he seems very impressed by the fact that you're able to travel through time. And it's like you're an alien god. Like why <laughs> yeah. is that? <laughs> why why are you more impressed by me just having found a tunnel? Like I'm not. <laughs> It's fun talking to him as well because he does listen to you. Like you have this debate and it's one of those characters who's, you know, like the the flippant, you know, careless God who's like, I don't give a shit if you guys stay here and live, whatever. That's right. fine with me, fine. Mm. Fucks off. Uh, yeah, I can't remember if I actually killed him or if that's like a false memory. I think there might have been two things, like two ways that can go sort of thing. But you end up with basically the same ending anyway where you like liberate these people, all of those um, characters who are there and so then you go to the future or the present where you're from and you wake up and like the fairy lady or something is like hey it's been a number of years and uh why don't we go to this museum because there's some people waiting to see you oh. and then you meet you re-meet all of those characters from the forgotten city all wearing just modern clothes they've gone out and gotten lives and shit Right. So it's there's a little bit of a time jump, but they're like, yeah, I'm a art curator now, whatever, and it's very cool. I thought, mm. yeah, it's neat. It's like, yeah, a couple of them are. Ma- I I kind of regretted um, not doing because when I went back to do that final final part of the loop where um, I went to show him the crown, uh, I just went straight back into the temple. Oh, you didn't which give m- all the instructions to thing. Yeah, which meant that I didn't do a final loop of doing the instructions ah. to save the guy who kills himself and the woman who's been poisoned. So when I was in the museum, there were there were a, yeah there were a few people absent, and boy oh boy did the survivors really feel pretty comfortable with rubbing it into me. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, bit of a shame Yulia couldn't be here, but uh, you know, it, you know, it's a shame yeah. that guy killed himself and. <laughs> Because that's the funny thing is because I just went straight. I don't know how different it is from from um, from playthrough to playthrough, but because on that final day I hadn't interacted with any of them, they're all like, "Oh, I've I, I don't I, I have no I know we've met many many times, but I have no memory of meeting you. I wonder if right. you go and do a final day where you interact with them, where they're like, "Oh yeah, it's you again," because all of them are just like. Oh yeah, who we? Oh, cool! It's so cool to meet you because yeah, I've heard so much about you. Like you're the guy that saved us. But um, thanks for saving me. But um, yeah, really, really shit of you to let that woman die. Because uh, <laughs> that's a pretty different I tone it. to the to the way <laughs> it was when I did it. Yeah, because I guess because as I understand him. it, you you could have um, you actually had the yeah. power to to go through one more time and make that not happen, and yet you <laughs> you chose to not do you that. Couldn't so be yeah. It's a, <laughs> you had to cook dinner for your girlfriend? I don't understand that. <laughs> Literally, that was what I had to do. That's why I, was like, I thought I so. Get it done. See the That's credits. Funny. Come on. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, so yeah, if you've, if you've reminded them, they're all like, oh, man, thank you so much. This is sick. And like... I so I can't. It's been long enough now that I don't remember a bunch of the characters well enough. But like, there's the guy who was like a bit of a fucking dick and a money grubber. Yeah. And he works on Wall Street now, and it's all right. that sort of stuff where they've all got their modern oh, the, day equivalents. Yeah, the swindler guy where he's like, I thought that was a nice touch where he asks you like, 
got any got any you know you you're from the fridge you you know you're like an oracle like what what do you what do you recommend i should invest in and like all the options are just like bum steers of like invest in dvds man i think they're gonna oh, really great. take off <laughs> yeah um print media is coming back swinging so i reckon uh you know put some money into that um yeah all the little like all the all the um because yeah they 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 do like in my one they did mention the people that weren't there, but it is still generally an, a a positive thing where they're like mm. they're all wrapped to see you. They're very um yeah thankful that you saved them and everything. And like yeah, the actual uh, what they're all doing now is great, and it really tracks with like what they were you know what their equivalents in in the in the Forgotten City were. Yeah, and, and there was a very cool little ending to to bring them up, and they're all like, "Oh man, it's so cool! All the food you've got is nuts, and all that stuff." <laughs> it's like, yeah, it is cool living in the modern day. <laughs> <laughs> it gave me that. Yeah, the, um, some of them have gotten together and stuff. Yeah, the shithead, um, the shithead guard out the front of the uh, 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 Maliolus's. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. like the, the guy with the gladiator helm on. Oh, yeah. the guard guy, right? So he's so yeah. You someone uh, you ask about him and it's like, isn't he dead or he's like he's not there? But he's like he became a UFC fighter. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> it's like and then he like he died in a bar murdered. fight or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Conor McGregor uh, <laughs> King hit him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so funny. Like a displaced Roman gladiator in the modern world. Who they're like, yeah, he just. I mean, all of the rest of us are like. Cool, you know, there's culture here. It's a bit of a, it's a bit of an adjustment. But there's, you know, you can see the, you can see the similes and the way things have travelled down the yeah. line that we can all, uh, Look, that I we can all. Get I guess I lost my religion, but I've gotten really into, you know, farming right. and yoga. So that's what I do. <laughs> But with him, they're just like, yeah, he really struggled. What's a gladiator going to do? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah he just came out UFC. punching and everyone was mad at him. <laughs> and it was real out of time. Fun. Yeah, it's That's- a really cool thing. I, it's worth, because when you do one of the endings, it just kind of puts you back in as if you're starting a, the next loop or whatever. Yeah, so, right. Uh, I reckon that stuff's cool enough that it's worth maybe doing one more or just looking it up on YouTube or whatever. Yeah. But uh, I yeah. thought that was a cool ending, that fourth one. Yeah, great game. I loved all the yeah. I loved when you find the little um, the hermit guy uh, in yes. the um, yeah in the caves and yeah. Totally. I liked all the yeah having all that stuff slowly reveal throughout the game. Mm. Like even the bit where it was like, oh, so that's the fucking ferryman from like those legends and stuff. I yeah, didn't pick yeah, yeah. pretty much any of it. Really, right. I think as soon as. As soon as there's a hint that maybe you're all dead, which with a loop thing, I was like, I think maybe this is purgatory or whatever. I was like, okay. I started to connect like, oh, that was was the ferryman. That was... um, Because I I guess I've read some of this stuff before, um, which was cool as well to be like, oh, Mm. these names are all familiar. This is all, you know, stuff that I did in literary theory class or whatever but um yeah the layering as well of like the roman greek and then the egyptian and yes. then yeah that was the really cool. what's all the, the stuff earliest that it has to say about the like stealing of cultures and how they're all yep. kind of building on top of each other like the guy that you find in the uh fuck i forget his name it starts with k the, the guy egyptian that you find, guy like, yeah. yeah 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 who who is like no I'll, I'll be i'll be damned if i'm having it out there that that this my people that my yeah. people ripped off anyone. That, that, they, no, we got ripped off. That can't be the case. Because it's like the Egyptians ripped off the Sumerians or something as well. Like it yeah. is yeah. like another layer yeah. down. Yeah. The Assyrians? Maybe it was the Sumerians actually. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, loved all of that stuff. Loved, um, but loved the characterization. I think that's why it's cool yeah. to be like, oh, this is what they were like in the future or the present, because right. it's like they're all real people. You know, they're really totally. well yeah. written, really well acted. Um, I honestly, <laughs> the one thing I didn't pick was the magistrate <laughs> being the bad guy or being, you know, sort of. Um, yeah, when you find it out, yeah. it seems very obvious. The but, one like um, propagating right. the loop basically is like, no, nah, right. I yeah. love it here, and that he's keeping, he's actually keeping his memories. I love yes. the um. It made me laugh every time. Uh, I you walk past the Greek guy, mm-hmm. who like every time you walk past him, he goes, "Ah, a traveler from a faraway land." Yes, <laughs> <laughs> George, Georgie boy. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love that. I loved yeah. As soon as. You're like when when you get go to get the golden bow, and then you're like going into the underground and shit under the temple, yep. and you're like, mm. oh, now it's getting interesting, and it's like, yeah. no, that's like you're still in Act One, like right. it hasn't you, even yeah. got interesting yet. It's a bit like any time loopy kind of thing. There's there's all these directions that you can push in at the same time, and any kind of mystery thing as well, where mm. it's a little overwhelming to begin with, and it seems a bit kind of cluttered and a bit messy but then yeah you follow a lead and there's like a very clear progression and you you know you get that bow and then you're like oh okay and and um working out how to take down the assassin was kind of one of the first things i do did of where you go oh okay this is how i can use the loop to my benefit and then yeah just kind of pulling away at all these little things and then you sort of accidentally uncover and right. you know how to get through, like the almost by accident, finding out how you can get into Maliolus's um, uh, 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 um, villa thing. Yeah. Oh sure, and yeah. you're right. Like those characters, I think it is definitely it's like supernatural. Oh hey, maybe purgatory or whatever. I liked it being this like mythical thing, and then the way it undercut mm. those like stereotypes that it sort of has in there as well of like the crazy lady in the village who's ah just babbling. But, like, no, she's right. She's figured it yes. out. And then you talk to her yeah, later yeah, and she's yeah. like, oh, thank God someone else fucking gets it. Yeah. All that yeah. Stu- and then, yes, those yeah. characterizations, you're so right that the payoff being that you just see an expansion on these characters and them being in a different setting, that means that you know who those characters are. If you can be right. like, he would be a fucking stockbroker. Or like, oh, I'm glad that she's a teacher now or whatever. Yeah, right. yeah. Also, I the, really the, liked the, how, uh, the variation can... of, like... Um, I didn't accidentally find out how to get into Maliolus's villa. <laughs> I like worked away until I was allowed in, <laughs> and then oh, later really? on, yeah, and then later on, I was like, because I just left that guy till last, like the you know the suicidal guy. Yeah, right. I was like, yeah, I'm not going up there. I'm gonna do all this shit around here. I'm gonna like physically work through the space. So I was like, everyone in the market bit, you know, and right. then like just yeah, sort of expanding from there, and then yeah, at the end, being like. Oh, no, actually, I just got in and then I jumped into the pool and was like, there's a person at the bottom of this pool. And then later being like, oh, it's the guy who jumps off the thing. Like yeah. that, ah, right, right, that right. stumbling across it in different ways is, I think, why it's really cool as well. I liked, uh, I liked tricking Decius into giving me all that money for the bow, which I then didn't give to him, and then came back in another loop and paid him his own money back to vote for Galerius. Right. Very good. <laughs> you motherfucker. Um, oh, that guy. Hey, man, boys. That was like the one bad glitch I got was that he like talked to me about that bow through a ceiling when I was underground. Uh, and it, I got it a fair bit of stuff like that. Yeah. Up. But yeah, we um, got hey, to wrap I got it to, up. Uh, hey. I, I got to go get my booster. You guys are you guys are welcome oh, to yeah. keep uh, keep gabbing if you want, but. Uh, uh, I am gonna go. <laughs> we, we 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 can wrap it up. I reckon. Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. I think we can touch on this game again. But um, 
Again, like we've all said, uh, give it a go if you haven't. For whatever reason, you're still listening. There's still a million things we haven't touched on that are really, really cool about it. But um, yeah. Yeah. If, you, if you were one of the people who played it, hey, thanks for listening. Great game. Thanks for listening, guys. Filthycasuals.com.au for the links to the bonus stuff that we do, the Patreon. You can get a bonus episode every week. we got stuff on the YouTube, two videos going up a week at the moment. Heaps of fun doing them. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. And as we say here at the end of every episode of Filthy Casuals. And now for the sealed section. (laughs) Mom deserves the best. And there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.